Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone and welcome to the Bad Batch Episode 2 Breakdown. Tonight's episode was a bit slower than last week, which is expected, but it did do a lot of interesting things such as help us understand this big transitionary period between the Empire, where it was, the Republic, just literal moments before. Thanks to everyone who joined the watch party last night, there were over 4,000 of you there again, and I will see you next Thursday night at 11.50pm Pacific Standard Time for Episode 3. Make sure to check out the Star Wars Theory Forums to continue the conversation with the community, and of course, check me out on Spotify for daily exclusive uploads. As we start the episode, the boys and Echo head to Seleucami, where they land on the farm terrain and we see in the Nunas and a Nexu. If you don't remember the Nexu, this is the creature that gave Padme a rough time in episode 2. Landing, Omega touches soil for the first time and breathes the air. And we can really see how sheltered she's really been, almost like a lab rat. Now if you remember in the first episode, we also heard her mention that she didn't like to be hooked up to those machines. So I'm thinking that she's had many experiments ran on her before. Maybe she has some latent Order 66 ability that no one knows about yet, including herself. This was something that you guys raised in the comments during the watch party too, which I'll be making a theory video on because it's a very interesting concept. As the Bad Batch and her move through the farm fields, they come across our old friend and clone, Cut Laquane. Now you may remember him from season 2 of the Clone Wars, his ship was shot down by the Separatists and he decided to just give up that life, settle down with a nice Twi'lek lady named Sue Laquane and they adopted two kids. Then in later seasons of the Clone Wars, the war eventually ended up on Seleucami, where Rex found Cut and was almost going to report him until the two eventually set aside their differences and worked together to rid the droids of Cut's farm and family. Rex never reported him to the authorities and they went their separate ways. To which of course we see that Rex actually ended up seeing Cut just the day before this episode. As soon as Sue LaQuane sees the fellas, the Bad Batch, they welcome them inside their cozy home where they sit for a drink and food. Cut mentions that he just saw Rex and that he passed through here yesterday. So this means that Ahsoka could be with him. Doesn't mean she is definitely with him. She could be off on her own adventure doing her own thing, but it means that she could be with him. And maybe they're going to try and find Anakin. Cut mentions that Rex was non-stop talking about the inhibitor chip that was making the clones go crazy and to be controlled. Omega pipes up and mentions the chip too. So we now know that everybody is quite privy to the chip and what it does. Omega socializes with the children and learns to play ball for the first time, again pushing the narrative that she really has been isolated her entire life. 
which if she has accelerated aging, really isn't all that long. This builds her story that she's a very pure soul, kind of like an animal, or an animal in captivity. She doesn't know much about anything or the real universe. She has to be shown the way of our weird customs. The Bad Batch head into town where we start to see a big change in the galaxy. This is a really fascinating moment because through Hunter's eyes, we get to witness the transition from the Republic to the Empire. Hunter and Cut look up as they see a ship flying overhead, impounded, where Cut tells them that every ship is being tagged. Now this immediately made me think of the Mandalorian, where he mentions his Razor Crest is pre-Empire and doesn't have a transponder. You remember when he was pulled over in Season 2, Episode 2 by the New Republic? Palpatine was trying to mark every single ship and person so that he could keep track of them. With people leaving, we see a citizen trying to get on his flight when the clones push him down and tell him to register for a chain code. This is like a barcode for every individual. It's a very scary galaxy at this point, so the Empire can keep track of you and where you've been to and where you're going. It's weird seeing the clones so evil and different, especially in animated Clone Wars form. Omega gets out of bounds and is attacked by the Nexu, when Hunter and Cut's wife, Sue, help her, and it's this moment where Hunter realizes that he and the boys aren't the best thing for Omega. They're not going to be able to offer her the home that she deserves, a home and family that Cut can provide. Tech and Echo plan to have their ship seized so they can get inside the facility and get some chain codes. As their plan works and their ship is captured in the facility, they hide and sneak around to encrypt the chain code system. While Hunter escorts Cut, Sue, and their kids to the airport, we find out that they encrypt the discs with the chain code, and as they're trying to get an escape plan, Omega grabs them and runs out on her own. Wrecker then gets caught by the clones and he fights them. This shows us that he is really such an elite clone compared to especially these grunts here. He's not only bigger and taller, but he single-handedly takes out three of them in just one hit. We also know about Wrecker that it takes more than one or two blaster shots for him to get hurt or to die. So he's almost sort of blaster proof to an extent. Omega makes her way to Cut and hands them the chain codes, but she says there's a fifth one by mistake. This is when Hunter tells her that there's one for her too. And she doesn't want to leave him. She asks what she did that was wrong. She says she wants to stay. And I know for all the parents in the chat and watching the video right now that really- This episode really builds on their relationship. It's very much like the second episode of The Mandalorian Season 2 with the Frog Lady. Which I know a lot of people said it was filler, but it really does build on the entire relationship between these two characters. And plus, it gets to show us a lot of the extrinsic factors around them. A lot of the things that are going on with the Empire and how they're restructuring the galaxy from the Republic. It's really turning into a dictatorship at this point. And I hope that next week's episode will be a little more action-packed. This episode develops the bond between the now-father relationship between Hunter and Omega, but more primarily shows us the massive transitionary stages the galaxy is going through to change from the Republic to the Galactic Empire. And I think that's very important to see because we're eventually going to see the transition between clones to stormtroopers. A few of you raised an interesting theory last night during the watch party and many of you said that maybe the clones now aren't able to hit their targets properly, which was really weird to see because the inhibitor chip actually inhibits their abilities to be accurate as well. And of course this would give Tarkin a bit of an advantage when trying to break his contract or the Empire's contract with the cloning facility to say, hey, look, they're defective. They don't really shoot well anymore. We need to go for soldiers, for recruits. 
Hunter and Omega say goodbye, the boys fight the clones and once again super weird to see the clones as the bad guys, an animated clone was formed, but we all knew this was going to happen. They board the ship and Omega arrives at the last second. Hunter makes a heroic move, saves her, they get inside the ship and they blast off into space. All is safe, Wrecker curls, gonk droid and Omega says that she has a lot to learn, and she tells him that she wants to be here with him, that she chose this path. And this for me shows a lot of huge character development. I mean, usually kid characters kind of slow the story down and, you know, just derail a bit of the entire story, but in a lot of ways they add to it, I find, especially depending on the child or the kid, because they give us more character development with the main character, and I feel like the main one here is the leader of the group, which is Hunter. So essentially, this story is really much like Din Djarin and Grogu, except it's with Hunter and Omega. Once again, Omega is a clone of some sorts, and she has some sort of powers and abilities, and I think that the, she's very valuable to the Empire in some way, shape, or form, but I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see how. Does she have some sort of latent Order 66 ability? Can she be tracked throughout the Empire wherever she is? Does she have a transponder inside of her? Is she all of a sudden going to turn on the Bad Batch, become super powerful and show all of her mutations and execute Order 72 or something like that? So in the next episode, I think they're going to try and find Rex as they're only a day away from where he was last. And I think that they'll be able to track him down, talk to him, and find out more about this inhibitor chip and see what he did to be able to get that chip out of his head. And of course, maybe we'll see Ahsoka, maybe Rex will talk about where Ahsoka has gone as why she's not with him, and maybe now we can go around and try to save other clones from Order 66 controlling their minds. And maybe this is how Gregor and Wolf are saved, because the Bad Batch end up helping them. Maybe Hunter has the ability to deactivate the chip within their heads by using his electromagnetic powers to shut it off or something like that. Who knows? I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. Let me know what you think for next week's episode and of course what you thought of this episode. I will see you in the next one. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.